Hello, hello. Welcome into Animan Plus, episode 92. My name is Alex Light with Sparky3. Hopefully you're having an incredible day, whatever day you're listening to this podcast. As always, I got Zach here in the studio. Zach, how you doing? How you feeling this wonderful Friday today? I'm good. I'm feeling good. I'm ready for it. You know why? Why is that? Rogue Energy Cans, my That's man. That's right. They are out. Yeah, I got, I got my shipment in, drinking the uh, strawberry one right now. Try the Tropical Breeze. Tastes like Sour Patch Kids. This one tastes like Strawberry Starburst in a can. I'm here for it. You're getting your cans today. You got it today, right? <laughs> yeah, they're delivered. I just got to get them. I'm going to yeah. go drink some cocaine in a can. Oh, God. <laughs> but yeah, you can use our referral link down below uh, to support us to pick up some Rogue Energy cans. Obviously, if you want to use promo code SPARKY3 for 10% off, we would appreciate the hell of that. But naturally, Rogue does have some you know, 25% off promos right now to celebrate the Rogue Energy can. So we understand if you don't want to use our promo code, but at the very least, use our referral link. Because I'm telling you, that does help help us a lot it does <laughs> like more than the promo code does so use the referral link we really appreciate that uh and of course our agent ink shop go check out that and pick up an animan plus jersey which me and zach will be getting ours sometime in the near future we need to actually order ours yes. and get it here but i did get in the mail my terrible football show one to kind of show it off a little bit here pretty sick quality not gonna lie Big fan of these jerseys. Huge fan of these jerseys. So make sure to go pick up the Animan Plus jersey. Join the team. We'd appreciate that for sure. Uh, I'm looking forward to getting all the jerseys. Big, big fan of this material. Big fan of how it feels. Big fan of how it looks. Looks great. Yeah, they look all nice. So I'm ready to get some more jerseys. So we'll actually have a work uniform technically. Kind of. Sort of. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> uh, okay, so lots of good anime chat here today. I did not watch Spy Family, though, but we do have everything else, of course. My Hero, Chainsaw Man, Two Year Eternity, Blue Lock, Gundam, and Bleach. Lots of good conversations. Then manga chapter ratings, which also includes the near end of Tokyo Revengers, uh, which, yeah, yeah. Zach's shaking his head. I mean, Tokyo Revengers, man, just what a... What a trip this has been on here recently, uh, which Zach and I are actually going to dive into here in the near future. So if you could, please look out for that video. We definitely appreciate that. It'll come out the week of Thanksgiving uh, here at Sparky 3. We normally don't record shows for Anime Plus or Game Static at Thanksgiving or Christmas weeks. So we will not be recording our normal show that week. So we're going to do an, a pre-recorded episode next week after Tokyo Avengers ending. And we're going to talk about Tokyo Avengers as, as a whole, give our thoughts on it, give our thoughts on where the series may have went wrong, you know, where it kind of... Ooh, you know, we'll dive into it because there's a lot to dive into. Yes. There's a lot to dive There's into. a lot to dive into. So, okay, to give some context on a lot to dive into, right? Josh is behind on it. He's okay. like 100 so chapters behind. Oh, damn. And he asked me, he's like, what's going on in Tokyo Avengers? Why everyone's calling it the worst manga ever on Twitter? And I'm just like, I started to tell him and I, I stopped and I'm like, Man, I'm sorry. I'm gonna have to try this again tomorrow. There's too much. I'm playing. I'm playing <laughs> Sonic right now. <laughs> so the next day, I hit him up, and it's like, dude, I must. I tried to bullet point this thing the best I could to make it a TLDR because I also didn't know where he stopped. So yeah. I, I started with the stuff with Takamichi and Mikey. Yeah. You know that those great chapters. I started there because I didn't know where he stopped, and I probably had. Dude, I'm not shitting you. Probably like 60 bullet points, and I still don't feel like I hit everything. Yep. And I'm just like, I told I told Josh, I'm like, that's the best that I can do, okay? And he's just like, he read it all. He's like, what the fuck happened? Exactly. I'm like, I, dude, I, I don't know. 
So, yeah, we're going to dive into Tokyo Avengers probably that week of Thanksgiving. So if you could, look out for that if you're a fan of the series and you really don't give a shit about spoilers. We definitely appreciate you checking that out because we do want to do more spoiler stuff for mangas, whether it be like a Tokyo Avengers series wrap-up or like how this series is doing up until now, which we have done before yes. years ago with like One Piece My Hero. We want to do that stuff again, so please look out for this video here in a couple weeks, and we definitely appreciate that. Um, and then, of course, we are going live. It should be December 1st, that Thursday. We'll be starting live shows here at Animan Plus, and uh, really excited for that. You know, then all three shows at Spark 3 will be live, which is cool. It's a cool little switch up there. Uh, I'll start turning down the music, and we can actually start kind of getting stuff. You know, join the Discord, follow us on Twitter, all that good stuff. It's all down in the description below. You know where to go. Um, all right, so before we really jump into the thing, do we want to shout? Do we uh, shout outs or anything before we get started? Uh, speaking of Tokyo Avengers, I guess the first shout out. I just said this to Zach before we started. Uh, Tokyo Avengers is publishing eight extra chapters in the next eight weeks. Each chapter uh, features the past of a founding member of the Tokyo Manji Gang. So. So the series itself is 100% done by next week in terms of the main story, but now we're getting some uh, extras, which is always cool. Undead of Luck is also revealing its main cast next week in Weekly Shonen Magazine, though, and Weekly Shonen Jump uh, issue 51. For the anime? Yep. Okay, cool. Yep, the cast reveal. I'm actually really excited to see who the cast is. I'm really, really excited. Undead of Luck has, has been a, uh, an absolute treat. Uh, but yeah, you got anything? Uh, I feel like it's been kind of slow recently, honestly, in terms I'll, of news. I'm trying to think. I was like, I don't Dan know. Dan getting its anime, so that's going to be a wild watch. Are you going to watch that? I know you didn't read it, but are you going to watch that with me? Maybe. Please do. I think you'll I think you'll get a good laugh out of it. Um, the other thing that I really want to shout out, because I'm, I'm looking at everything that I've like uh, retweeted recently from our Twitter, at Anime Podcast. Give us a follow. We appreciate that. It's a good place to get all your news. Um, is <laughs> some recent uh, <laughs> some recent rankings. I'm sorry, hold on. I, I was just scrolling to Twitter and I just see this. It's almost a day old, but now. So, Tatsuki Fujimoto has had their account locked by Twitter. Why? Because of a persona of his of his little sister. <laughs> what? He barely has, has another account for. He takes on a persona of. A little sister, and apparently, because the young age of it, this persona, he got his account locked. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! What a freak! I say he. I'm not even sure if that's a he or she, honestly. Okay. Um. So one thing that I did want to shout out because I thought this was really cool because it just kind of really puts it in a pretty solid perspective that even though a lot of people you know, always like to immediately look at like the big dogs and Shonen mm -hmm. Jump, whatever. People need to remember, like, especially if you're an anime only viewer and you really don't pay attention to anything Shonen Jump does, you know, in terms of the magazine, people need to remember Shonen Jump has like some certified bangers right now. So I wanted to shout this out. This was from 11.4, right? The, uh, the uh, rankings for the volumes that came out for November. One Piece came in at number one on the sales list. One Piece volume, uh, what is that? It looks like 100... I don't see the number anywhere on there, but a new One Piece volume, of course. Uh, and then the new Hunter Hunter volume came in at second on the list, naturally, right? Long return, that's expected at this point. I've been on Twitter. What is that? It's a special Conda Forever Xbox Series X. Ooh, that or is, X. that's clean. That's clean. Yeah, that's nice. Black Clover came in at number six on the sales rankings. Sakamoto Days Volume 9 came in at number eight on the sales rankings. Loose Samurai uh, Volume 8 also came in at number 11 on the sales rankings. Witch Watch Volume 8 came in at number 12 on the sales rankings. P6 Volume 5 came in at number 16 on the sales rankings. And Yozakura Family Volume 15 came in at number 17 on the sales rankings. Like, eight of their series 
you know, one of them's obviously been on hiatus for a while, so you expect it to be that high. So I would say let, let's focus on the other seven that have been consistently weekly coming in all in the top 20 uh, for their new volumes. I mean, that's just, that's that's really good, yeah. especially when you look at this list and you realize that only, you know, three of these shows have animes, you know, really. And running, again, yeah. yeah. And really only two running, like you said. So, uh, you know, you know, pay attention to some of these other series, man, because like, you know, your core family should be getting its anime at some point. You know, Sakuma Days getting its you know, Loose Samurai is naturally going to get it. Witch Watch will probably get its. P6 will probably get its at some point, too. I don't know about P6. But, uh, I mean, if it keeps running. If it keeps going yeah, if it keeps going well, I, I think you'll get one naturally at some and point. I have no idea what's going on in Witch Watch. We dropped that shit. Yeah. I mean, it kept forgetting it had a plot. I mean, what do you want us to do, man? It, doesn't, it forgets that it has a Come plot. Come me and Robico. Uh, that's true. I'm looking forward to that one, honestly. I'm looking forward to that anime. I, I've read only the first chapter of Me and Rubico, but I am 100% looking forward to the anime. <laughs> oh, geez. Um, I don't have, Oh, the only thing I've got, and I'll tell you, this hit a lot harder than I thought it would when I saw this this morning. But shout out to Ash. Finally becoming oh, a world champion. Yes. I saw that the becoming, other day. Yeah, he became a world champion. Finally, after 25 years. Yeah. I saw that the other day and went, shit, they've been cucking him that long? <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, the episode came out uh, last night. Oh, did it? Okay. Yeah, so you may have seen like the leaks for it, because there yeah. were leaks get yeah. led, leading up for it. There were leaks leading up for it that Ash was apparently going to win that. Uh, but it's all over the internet right now. And like, I don't feel like it's a spoiler, because like, even the voice actor for Ash, is not, the English dub one, was yeah. just like, I can't wait to voice this episode. Like, it's, not a, it's not a hidden thing. No. Like, I think even Pokemon Twitter retweeted it. Like, it's not a hidden thing. No. Like, it's just not. But yeah, he, won, he, he, uh, he um, you know, finally won a world championship. So yeah, it really, this, it really during makes this you, Masters Eight thing, right? Yeah, it's the Champions Eight, where it's the champions from all the other regions. Yes. Um. Well, well, with for the most part, because there's a little bit of a gray area there, because it's mm. like, you know, it's Lance, Cynthia. It was a gray area there because for Kalos region, they had they technically yeah. had two champions. They had the actual champions from the games, yes. Diantha, whatever, and then they had the champion who became the champion in the anime yes. who beat Ash, um, Alan, I think. Yes. Uh, or something like that. Because uh, Diantha is, was the champion. She, she's the only one there that's no longer a champion, but she's like a great champion, so she got invited. Plus, it's also because they didn't have another champion to bring because of the Johto Kanto thing. Yes. Because Lance covered two. So, but no, I mean, that was cool. I mean, they could have drug Blue out. They see they oh, well well blue doesn't exist in the anime that's the problem well not that anime yeah no not that one so that's that's yeah that's just part of the problem I don't know I mean it was cool though it was cool I I actually got to see uh, a couple of clips from it and man it, it I'm telling you it, it looks hit, awesome because it I, does I sort of want to I haven't watched Pokemon years but I sort of want to watch that because I know nothing about it the only reason I knew it was a thing is a YouTuber Cam Steady who does nerdcore songs he did an entire um, cipher for it with a bunch of other creators and just they're using the shots from the show and just looks amazing yeah man like i haven't watched honestly like i have not watched pokemon anime since i was working overnights mm -hmm. because on the weekends whatever i tried my best to keep my schedule of where i was staying up overnight yeah and not completely fucking up my sleep schedule and it just so happened at that time twitch came in clutch and they had uh you know twitch you know streams pokemon yeah. so i've watched all of pokemon from gen one to six multiple times gen 5 is the fucking bane of existence in terms of the anime is it really oh it is so bad it is so bad that's black and white right yeah the games are obviously goaded right oh black and white are amazing they they are goaded the regions themselves goaded those animes though 
dumpster fire. Dumpster <laughs> fire. From the cast that's with Ash and Ash being a complete fucking moron. Isn't you, that the one where he first de-aged? No, that was uh, that was seven. And that's where I stopped watching. Okay. Yeah. Because, well, in a way, he de-aged. Because it's like he comes to... Unova, and all of a sudden he's a fucking moron. He's just that's like, what I yeah. yeah. I, I remember seeing that. People were like, why did how did Ash become a complete idiot? Exactly, and then they changed that with Kalos, where he's in Kalos, and you know Serena being a new trainer. Yeah, she's the idiot, and she's just like, oh, what's this? And Ash just like pulls out the encyclopedia book on that Pokemon, you know, where he's actually intelligent again. <laughs> and then we go to Sun and Moon, where he physically looks like he de aged because yes. they, they did a different animation style. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, Ash becoming champion, man. That that hit that hit pretty hard, especially the I wa- I got to watch the scene of like where you know Pikachu went down and got back up, whatever. That that scene hit a lot harder than I thought it would because they actually went the extra mile and really showed off Ash every single of of Pokemon of Ashes, including the ones that he no longer has. So like, I was about to say, from the little bit of scenes I've seen, Ash's team right now is sort of, sort of legit. <laughs> oh, no, this is like legit the best team. I mean, you have Dracovish, Monster, Surfetched, pretty solid. On, in terms of competitive, probably the weakest on that team. Well, if you don't count Pikachu, of course. Gengar, great competitive Mon. Lucario, fantastic. Dragonite, fantastic. He's got a good fucking yeah, team. Yeah, his team is freaking yeah. ridiculous right now. Yeah. Because I, I, a little bit of a solo screen, just like, wait, this is Ash's team? I was like, who the fuck coached Ash? <laughs> exactly, exactly. But yeah, man, I was watching that clip, and like where it hit me, where I got emotional, was like it started off where it's like Pikachu's like it's Pikachu's POV, right? Yeah. And it's slowly waking up, and you see uh, Squirtle with his glasses. Shout out to that. And Bulbasaur come up to him, and then you see Charizard. It's like okay, the naturals. But then you see Butterfree and Pidgeot, <laughs> two Pokemon that this series has not acknowledged for years. years. And I'm just like. Bro, and then it's like going through the line to acknowledge Primeape. I'm like, bro, like it's acknowledging all these old mons that have oh, been, God. yeah, long. Where you know, technically Primeape's still in training. Remember yes. that he's like, he's officially in canon, still in training somewhere. <laughs> no one knows where. <laughs> so I don't know. It just went by gen by gen of every mon he's ever had. Wow, including the ones he no longer has, like Greninja, for example, which that's more recent. So that's fair. Yeah. Uh, and then there's uh, the Ultra Beast from Sun and Moon, which he no longer has. Had Gudra, he doesn't have Gudra anymore. That Gudra was shown. He had a fucking Gudra. Yeah, he had a Gudra. What Gen the fuck? Yeah, he had it in Gen Six. It was part of his team. Gudra was a hoss. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, this, yeah, it, it it was it was it was emotional. And then like after he won, it went through like all major characters of the show watching watching the match. Throughout the entire show's history, so it was cool. It was cool, very emotional. Does that mean Pokemon's forever done now? So you know, I saw a leak recently about the next show of Pokemon, but like it seems so over the top and far fetched that I just cannot fucking buy into it. Because the current series is in Sword and Shield, right? Yeah, it's Sword and Shield. So like the next series apparently is okay. I'm not gonna say apparently. What I think it's, I think it's still going to continue Ash's journey because, uh, you know, at the end of the, like, apparently this episode, you see him on the phone and there's a painting in the background and in the painting shows like a region, whatever. And there's like a little, I'm so sorry for Pokemon fans that love the games. I'm going to potentially spoil something for you. Deal with it. There's like a little ball in the middle of the painting. That ball, according to the Pokemon Scarlet and Violet leaks is the third legendary of this group. Basically, the one that creates oh, the terror. Okay. So that immediately made people notice that. I'm like, oh, ooh, ooh, is, is that is that the third legendary? Now that we've seen the leaks, yes. You know, from because the, the game is completely out there right now. Yes. Uh, so you know, it obviously heading to Paldea next. So that honestly, I think they're gonna 
stick with what makes them money and brings them views, and they're just going to continue Ash's journey. But I did come across a leak that I just cannot believe is true, where they're truly hitting the reset button on Pokemon, and there's a time skip where Ash is the world champion, of course, and he's been the world champion. He's now an adult. He's a father. He has a kid. He fucking aged? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And like he's like bored of his life because he reached the top and he doesn't know what to do. And his kid <laughs> goes to this school in Paldea, and Ash travels with him just to have an, have an adventure in the Paldea. I can't buy so, into this. This is stupid. So what that theory is saying is Ash is just going to become Uncle Iroh. Yes. <laughs> Bingo. See, I, here's what I thought you were going to say. I can't buy here's that. Here's what I thought you were going to say. It was going to be a time skip, and, he's gonna, and Ash somehow becomes a professor at that school. Actually, no, that, that was the league. Yeah, he becomes a teacher at the school. Okay. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, he becomes a teacher at the school. Okay. Yeah, that's what it was. And then you get introduced to his son who goes to the school, but then you also get introduced to another character who is essentially what was dubbed in this league as the Ash 2.0. Like, this is the new Ash, essentially. Gotcha. An- another student completely. I can't buy into that. Like, I think they're going to stick with what, what works for him. You know what I mean? They're going to stick to what works, and it's going to be Ash going to the Paldea region. That's Gary's son. Because like, I feel like Journey's worked pretty well. For Pokemon, oh yeah, where Ash was, he was obviously still the main character, and that's how it played out with the championship stuff. But like, he was really the side character if you think about it. It was Go, Go. This series really focused on Go. He was just traveling I along have with no Go. No idea who that is. Go was the other kid that Ash traveled with. This time it was just two people, Ash and this kid, and Go was like the new trainer on the block, just wanting to catch every Pokemon possible, and Ash was just tagging along. So like you know you know I feel like Paldea is gonna be kind of the same thing where you maybe get one of these characters you've seen in the game or another new character yeah. completely and just Ash just tags along just to tag along. I feel like that's the direction they're gonna go. Because at this point Ash is just goaded and he just hangs out. Yeah, exactly. I mean you know that's how it was for Journeys. He's already a region champion. You know he won the Aloha Championship. Oh, did he? Yeah, that, that's why he was in that that tournament because he's a, he's a champion. Oh. Yeah, he he won the Aloha region uh, tournament. So he beat all the islands. Yep. Like a prick? Yeah. I mean, they, they did their own Pokemon championship like every other region. So, you know, they don't have it normally. Uh, you know. Uh, okay. Here's an episode because we've already gone way too long on Pokemon. We really have. Um, We'll take a month. Watch through all the championship episodes from each region. Oh, man. I mean, do I have to do Unova? We would have to do Unova. I don't know if I can agree to this. <laughs> I hate Unova, man. I really do. Unova sucks. That, that show Will, sucks. It's just the championship It episodes. still sucks. Still sucks. You know, I, they, the XYZ is the best one in terms of the champ. Those, those were beautifully animated. Anyway, we have gone on pretty All well. Right. I mean, it's a great celebration, though. Ash became, this is a big deal. This is a big deal. This is, this is anime-related. This is anime-related. Yeah. yeah, so people can deal with it. Uh, all right, let's go ahead and actually jump into our normal shows that we chat about. Um, like I said, I didn't watch Spy Family, uh, so where do we want to start on this list today? Where's a good starting point for us? I'm sorry, I gotta go discover what Option F is. Option F. I don't know. One of my Discords just someone popped up. What about Option F? No. <laughs> yeah, we want to start with some Hero Chainsaw Man, Spy to Your Attorney, Blue Lock Gundam, or Bleach today. Don't say bleach. I mean, I can just start off with Spy Family real quick. I mean, because yeah, okay. there wasn't really a whole lot to Spy All right, Family. We'll start there. I mean, so this was the it was a two parter. You know, the main consistency of it was Anya had <laughs> midterms, and Twilight was 
and despair because she's like, she's not going to pass. She's just going to end up with a bunch of taunters, stars, and fail everything and immediately get kicked out. Which leads to um, Yuri showing up because Yor says, Yuri's good at studying. So she calls <laughs> Yuri, and Yuri more or less shows up and agrees to teach Anya Twilight pieces out to go do a job. And it's the episode of mostly Yuri and Anya and Yuri connecting with Anya, trying to teach her and whatnot and learning that his reason he studied was so he could know everything to be able to help his sister. He learned all of biology and chemistry so he could treat any disease for her. He learned mathematics and stuff so he could be able to get a good job and provide for her. And more or less Yuri just connecting with Anya and whatnot, trying to teach her and all this fun stuff only to lead to um, Anya eventually taking the test. And we get the end of that, and the test scores get locked away. Then we get the other half of the episode, which is Twilight trying to sneaking into the school to break in and to change the test results. Also coming in to interact with fucking spy, self-proclaimed. I forgot all about this. Daybreak. Until you told me, yeah. Who's just a giant schmuck? He's just really roughs his way through everything. The only sort of impressive thing he does is just when some professors are walking by, he grabs a light pole and just straight up is full sideways holding on to it as a disguise. And Twilight's <laughs> just like, that's not going to work. And he's like, that's some impressive strength. And the professor just walked by and was like, that works? <laughs> <laughs> it's just a assortment of things that this spy's doing that Twilight's just following going, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? It's like, you're, there's so much, there's a better way that you could do this. <laughs> like the guy just busts through the glass door glass window of a door that's locked and unlocks it right. to walk in twilight leaves a soccer ball is like sorry soccer club <laughs> <laughs> and walks in dude doesn't expect a guard to be guarding a door he's like he's hiding behind a bus like what do, what do i do and he knocks over the bus the car's like what are you doing over there and it's like oh i'm a professor yada 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 oh i've seen forgot my identity twilight <sighs> pulls out an f- extra fake ID, has, hands it over, and he's like, I saw you drop this to the idiot going, just like, I didn't, I don't, I've never seen that. It would let you in. Yeah, that's mine. <laughs> <laughs> this spy sucks, He's dude. fucking an idiot. I forgot about these chapters. Uh, so I'm, I'm glad this is going to be the episode I'm going to get to watch. Yes. Because it's just so funny because it's just literally Twilight, one, probably the best spy on the planet just critiquing this guy the entire time because he looks suspicious and twice like yeah. he, he realizes he's a spy that's just fucking everything up like the dude's like straight up <laughs> announcing like whenever he gets into the ball and forms his objective of altering someone else's scores he literally goes to right yes. on the fucking test done by daybreak <laughs> <laughs> and like another guard shows up is like what's going on in here and he's just like Tell him it was daybreak. It rolls the fuck away. <laughs> hey, wait. Doesn't this guy like idolize Twilight too, or am I mistaken on no, that? No. Okay. He specifically somehow hears about Twilight. Okay. Pers- okay. Specifically makes him his rival. Oh, that's right. That's what it was. That's, that's why he names yeah. himself Daybreak. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> oh, man. Yes. Eventually, it ends with the episode discovering that Twilight didn't change on your score because she managed to barely pass all her things. And it's like at the end, it's Just showing all the students at the board looking at scores. Damien's in like the top percentile. Becky's in like 74th. And then uh, Anya's like 264. She passed. <laughs> hey, these get degrees, baby. Yes. Look at me. 
<laughs> D's get degrees. Here we go. Well, I'm looking forward to watching it. I forgot about the daybreak stuff completely. Uh, let's hit. Uh, let's hit my hero. Let's hit my hero because right. once again, it was just another banger of an episode of just that 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 dread dude of just Shigaraki just destroying everything around him. You know, Shigaraki getting this. You know, I love. I I loved it in the manga. I loved it in the anime of where it just does that subtle little change to that other hero from the from the Pussycats, whatever. Yes. Where that in the manga it was done so well and it was in the anime of where it's just like talking about the quirks that he has, where it's like unless he has a quirk that can locate someone, then you go to her. It's yes. Like, Man, I really wish I had my quirk. That'd be great to help someone. Just that that's just a nice transition, you know, to remind the audience and remind the readers, hey, don't forget uh, all for one stole this a long time ago. Yes. So he does have this and he can find, you know, uh, one for all. Uh, which then he starts, you know, you know, he starts talking about uh, one for all, which you know, Endeavor his radio picks it up, which then just gets the great moment of just Deku just like, oh fuck, he's coming <laughs> oh, after me, oh fuck, <laughs> and just immediately starts running. And overall, though, like the whole sequences of the of him running, sort of him explaining like to Endeavor, everyone's like, he's I can learn him away. He's after me. I'll explain later. We need to do this, and just the whole the set of transitions of them running, the others following to their actual encounter with Shigaraki when he does appear in front of him, him and uh, in front of Deku and Bakugo. Yeah. Which, yeah, shout out, you know, let's not make light of that, that, you know, while Deku starts running with, you know, running away, Bakugo's with him because it's one of those, you know, the way he broke it down makes perfect sense where it's just like, if you, number one, this is too much to explain on the spot to people. And number yeah. two, if heroes are dedicating their time to protect you, it's not going to, you know, the citizens, hello, so he's just like, I'm the only one that knows your secret. So it just makes sense that I go too. which Gran Torino ends up coming as well and saving the day yes. a little bit. Because that, that shot of where Shigaraki was like right there. In front. Yes, dude, that's exactly what I was talking about. Dude, that shot was, first off, it was done so great in the manga. So I was so excited to see that in the anime. And it was done so awesome of, of getting that visual terror of his decay just completely destroying Deku and Baku. That was so that was so good. That was done so well and I was so happy with it. Um I'm just fucking excited for this shit to come because also right now we've got Shigaraki and Endeavor going at it. Uh Racerhead's now entered the scene as well. Um uh you know which he's gonna play a massive part <laughs> in this whole fight and he has some incredible moments coming up and it, it's it, it's it's great. I'm so excited. One thing one random little tidbit that I uh, that I did all I, I always just love Deku and Bakugo's interactions. I'm just such a big fan of it, it just makes me laugh. So it's just like while they're already jumping in the air and already talking to each other and everything, Deku's just like, Wait a minute, why are you following me? And, yes. and, and you know, Bakugo yells at him and you know he's got that Deku's got that, he's like, Oh, right, thank you, thank you so much. He's like, Oh, shut up. <laughs> I just love their interactions. It just yes. cracks me up, cracks me up. Uh, but no, this episode was awesome. Uh, it was good. Dude, and we're only six episodes in. And we got a 24-episode season. We got so much shit to go. And then freaking <laughs> Eraser I doing know. his thing. He's about to be a badass in a couple episodes. I'm telling you, like, throughout this whole arc, man, like, this, these episodes, he plays such a pivotal role. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's awesome. And he has such a clean, like, Chad moment here soon. <laughs> he really does. It's fucking phenomenal. No, not only is it just because of, like, how cool it is, but just, like, when you break it down and you watch the scene, and I'm, I'm really excited to see how they do it in the anime, because in the manga, it was literally, like, panel, panel. Yes. Like, it was instant. 
It was instant. Yes. No, no hesitation. No thought. And I'm curious if it's going to be the same thing in the anime of where it's like, happens, happens. You know what I mean? Or if there's going to be that brief stint of like inner, dot, inner monologue or whatever. Yeah. I hope it's just like snap, snap. I don't think there's going to be any inner monologue. Good, good. Just snap, snap. Just do it, do it. Just like in the manga. I'm telling you, it was panel, panel. So it was, it was great. I loved it. Um, I'll hit Chainsaw Man. Okay. So you asked me last week about the house. Now we're in the house. Or the, the building. The building. <laughs> yeah, the building. Yeah, the building. Yeah, now we're in the building. So Denji meets everyone else. Yes, Denji meets uh, the other characters. Yeah, the eye patch lady, forgot her name. Fucking short girl. Yeah, the short girl, the <laughs> other dude. Yep. Her fucking life. <laughs> yep. You know, naturally this episode starts where he gets to grab Power's tits, which were fake. Well, the first grab. The, the next two grabs, he actually did grab her tits. Oh, okay. Which I forgot about. I thought the whole time. I, I didn't think the. You know, the pads came out until he did all the full grabbing. That's what I remembered. I remember that, too. Yeah, but no, uh, pads came out after the first grope. And then she's just like, all right, you got two more. And, <laughs> and it was her actual tits. Anyway, so he grabs, he gets to grab tits, gets to live out a lifelong dream. And he's just, like, dumbfounded because it was just so lackluster. <laughs> and he, fucking eye patch girl. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> he was so just dumbfounded, like, for those next few scenes where, like, he was having to sign paperwork after killing the devil in the city with Makima yeah. or whatever. He's just like... Uh, like a zombie just going through it just dumbfounded that he he chased this his whole life and it was just so lackluster <laughs> like it wasn't a big deal at all which then you know he brings up the makima which then starts her flirting with him which i guess i can't say a lot on that no. since i know what happens of course uh where he gets to grab makima's tits she yep. pro- she proposes the deal to him that if you do me a favor i'll, I'll do anything for you he's like e- e- even se-. and she's like anything he's just like <laughs> all right so this is the point where we get introduced to a, a key plot point that's probably going to take up a good chunk of this of this series, oh, yeah. which is the introduction of the gun devil or at least you know you don't obviously see him but you this is the introduction of the care of, of this devil existing and just the destruction that he caused and this is their goal is to kill the gun devil. You know, they show a little bit of his flesh, which is all the bullets, whatever, that kind of stick together. And they're just trying to collect more and more bullets to just because it's going to help end up leading to find the gun devil. So Dingy's just like, oh, yeah, I can kill it easy peasy. No big deal because he just he wants to mock him a pussy. You know what I mean? Uh, but yeah, it does bring us to the building where we introduce the, the eye patch chick and stuff. And she's, you know, trying to flirt with, you know, with, with Dingy and everything. Uh, isn't, she actually, isn't she actually going after uh, what's his name? Aki? Yeah. I think so. But, like, you know, in this situation where it's like, hey, if you guys succeed in this, I'll, you know, can make out with you with tongue, whatever, blah, blah you know, that that sort of oh, inspiration. Because, okay. gotcha. like, when she first, you know, started about it, you know, talking about a kiss, then she's like, I already know who I want my first kiss to be with. I don't even know your name. I'm not after your lips. You know, <laughs> that, that's what he said to her. I also, one thing I really enjoyed about uh, once we got to the building is I still, like, as it pops up just continuously throughout this whole series, I just love the interactions between Aki, Denji, and Power. Yes. It's just so entertaining to me. Of when, you know, in this moment, you know, Denji and Power are just being little shit stains. And, you know, you know, Aki's trying to get, you know, them to listen to him. And they're just, like, cussing him out. It's like, why the fuck would we listen to you? Blah, blah, blah. And all he does is hold out a couple pieces of gum. And they both, just, like, straight up, it's like, yes, sensei. Yes, sensei. <laughs> and he's just like, all right, good. Here's the gum. <laughs> they're like children. Controlled like my fucking candy. Yeah, they're, they're, they're like children, man. I, I love the interaction between them. And then we get into the building. They're trying, you know, and Denji's like. He's gung ho because he because even though you know at first he's just like you know I'm not after your lips I don't even know your tongue that's when she's just like I'll make out with you you know I'll give you some tongue that's when he's gung ho he's like and then he's like 
Why do you have tongue? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, he's short. He's short-minded, man. Short-minded. One small goal at a time. You know, and then you see him in the building. He's like, he's like a dog, dude. Tongue out, like running like a power yes. walk with an axe. Like, hell yeah, let's go. Let's find this devil. Let's fuck some shit up. Uh, they kill one little devil, whatever. It's like, it was the one with like the head and just feet attached to the head. Right. Yeah, they, they kill that little thing real quick. And they're tr- still trying to, you know, figure out, uh, you know, what's going on with the hotel and that's, you know, or the building. And that's when they realize that they're on the same floor. Yeah, that's how the episode ends. Is uh, they they walk up some stairs, and then someone points out, "Hey, weren't we going to the ninth floor?" Yeah, why? That sign says the eighth, because like they notice like the blood stains from yeah. that from that devil, and then the guy ran down the stairs to confirm where they came from, and then when he runs down the stairs, you see him come down from the stairs right up above, and they're, and they're like, "Didn't you just go down the stairs, dude?" And that's when they, that's when the short chicks just start screaming, and the episode ends. Because they, they realize something's up in the building. That poor girl. <laughs> yeah, I know. That poor girl, dude. Also got Aki's backstory a little bit in this, too, with his brother. Oh, nice. Yeah, because yeah, this is also in terms of everything that's happening with the gun devil. Yes. You, know, you see like his brother, his mom and dad, him and his brother going to play catch. His brother runs back to the house to get his glove. And you see you know Aki standing there by the tree, <laughs> just the house just blow away. So you do get that little backstory as well. I mean, it was a solid episode. It was solid. It was, it was good comedy. I had a good laugh out of it. That's the main thing, I suppose. Uh, what about two-year turn? Did you cry again? Not this episode. Not no. this episode. Okay. All right. Well, how'd it go for you? How was uh, uh, season two, episode three? So we get the introduction of Kohagu, a male uh, descendant of... What's her name? I can't remember her name now. Oh, well. And more or less... Fushi interacting with him and agreeing to at least hang around and then the Guardians and then more or less the Guardians parading him around to different places. Oh, yeah, yeah. And all that fun stuff. Um, show, getting flags put up and whatnot. Just showing off Fushi to the people, the believers and whatnot. And then we get the introduction of Bon. Yes, this dude. Bon something tasty peach. <laughs> <laughs> and him capturing Fushi and then Fushi getting out and just the weirdness that is Bond of him just talking and then just randomly yelling at people for no in nonsensical ways of him just yelling, I got this. You don't need me. You don't need to interrupt. And when no one else is talking. Right. And him just being sort of weird about that and more or less him Capturing Fushi <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Fushi getting and Kohaka being taken along to go back to Bond's kingdom, meeting Bond's family and all that fun stuff. Um, uh, we also did get the interaction of Kohaku of uh, Fushi turning into the young girl who took care of March. Oh, yeah, the one who's like really like uh, good at agility, the agility, the pur- yes, purple uh, player. Yes, and good with a yeah. bow. Yeah, yeah. More or less Kohaku seeing him take that form going, stay in that form. And falling in love with <laughs> yeah, that yeah, form. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. I like this form. Yes. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> and more or less him, uh, Fushi mostly spending time in that form going forward uh, and things like that. And then him just in Bond's kingdom and Bond interacting with Fushi and just Bond having that weird sense of knowing when Fushi's trying to escape. So like whenever they had the dinner and whatnot and them explaining what they were going to do with Fushi and Fushi running away 
him hiding as a mole and just Bond immediately finding where he was, right, sitting right. back in his room. And then when Fushi tried to flow away, Bond just going, where are you going? Punk. <laughs> 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 and then him just still acting weird of saying stuff out of context in conversations and things like that. Um, but I mean, overall, and then uh, getting the interaction of the other church that's combating the guardians and f- the religion that follows Fushi mm-hmm. showing up and demanding that they hand over Fushi to them. Yeah. And Bond more or less saying no. It's going to hurt. Bond gets it rough, man. Bond does get it rough. Then again, everyone in this show does. Let's be real. We watched the first season. <laughs> <laughs> we knew this was coming. Yes. <laughs> this show is nothing but pain. <laughs> nothing but pain. <laughs> but yeah, I don't I don't really remember how the episode ended other than just uh, Fushi and Bond. Bond stopping Fushi escape another time. And then just me going, fuck it, Bond. <laughs> you know, I want to say this as well involved in the series, even though like where the manga is, whatever. Me and you really kind of fell off of it, of where yeah. where where they're kind of going with the story and stuff. But I do want to actually really double down. This series does such a great job at getting you quickly attached to characters, just oh, to yeah. completely shatter your heart. Like that's something the writer does unbelievably well, at least up to the point where we stopped because I, I just wasn't attached to where I mean, we they, were. They, it, it was entertaining. It was, it was entertaining. interesting. They were taking it was a di- they were taking a different turn, which was very fitting for what they were doing. Yes, it made sense. Because that's going to be season three, and that that's going to have some fucked up scenes. Yes, it will. <laughs> With that fucking girl. I know. <laughs> that's going to be awful to watch. I know. But no, this series really does such a great job at getting you attached to a character in a very short period of yes. time. Just to completely shatter you. I mean, it is one of the most depressing series to watch. It really is. Like It, it, it shatters your heart quick. So, I mean, That's something I always give props to when it comes to, uh, to your eternity. Especially, I, I still think it's funny when we finally got Josh to watch it, and he like just binged like the first nine episodes, yes. and he's like, "Bro, Cuckoo, no!" Cuckoo's <laughs> <laughs> uh, a champ, dude. Cuckoo was a champ. That was man. I'm sad now. <laughs> All right. Um, was there anything else in that episode? Or was that the gist? No, that was the gist. Just okay. him walking around with the guardians and them getting dealing with the bonds bullshit. Okay. Uh, I'll do Bleach after that. Why don't you hit Gundam? Let's finish with Blue Lock. Okay. Because I really enjoyed Blue Lock's episode. It Blue was, Lock a, it was, was good. Yeah, it, it was, was a good, good episode. episode, yeah. Uh, so Bleach was solid, too. I mean, we still have Ichigo trapped in that prison in that uh, that void portal, whatever. But this episode didn't really focus a lot on Ichigo. That wasn't the, the primary focus. The primary focus was everything else going on in the Soul Society, mostly focusing on... Um, the uh, the leader of the Gotai Thirteen. For, I always forget his name, but you know the old man, the fire old man. I want to say Yamamoto, but I don't think that's right. No, that's not right. It starts with a G, I think. I, th- I yeah, you could, if you could fact check that for me, that'd be great. But I, th- I want to say it starts with a G. I think uh, I know K- uh, Kajiro uh, is his uh, subordinate that died, you know, earlier on in the season, whatever. And we we get and that was a that was a, a little chunk of like probably Act Two of this episode was focusing on. His backstory at you know the the leader of the Gotai Thirteen. Oh fuck, Ginryu Sai Shingekuni Yamamoto. Say the first part again. Ginryu Sai. We'll just call him Ginyu, like Captain Ginyu. But his last name is Yamamoto. Okay, I didn't. All right, there you go. That's well, what I thought it was. We're gonna call him Captain Ginyu because he's the captain of the Gotai Thirteen. Shout out to Dragon Ball Z. Uh, but yeah, he's Captain Ginyu from now on. That's what we're running with. No, there's an R in there. Ginyu. Ginryu. Captain Ginyu. Ginryu Sai. Captain Ginyu. I hope you fucking burn. Well, 
with him, I will. Yes, you will. <laughs> anyway, yeah, th- this episode focused a lot on Captain Ginyu and uh, his subordinate, you know, Tajiro, kind of showed their backstory a little bit when he when Captain Ginyu was still young and over the Gotai 13, and just, you know, his subordinate Kajiro, you know, awakening his Bankai and just, you know, being the one that gave him the scar on the head and everything. Um, because, you know, that was all just important context, you know, for the character that died in like episode one or episode two of the of this new, you know, comeback of the series, because one of the Quincy's that is now in front of Captain Ginyu, you know, is now using that Bankai from Kojiro that he stole, right? So all important context of this backstory of just you know, the captain is being enraged because like, you know, he, he saved, he saved one, you know, one random guy at one point, whatever. And he basically just said, don't worry, I'm going to be the one to handle all of these invaders and just blast off with fire. And then all around, you just start seeing captain after captain. It's like, Oh shit, he's pissed. <laughs> <laughs> like one of the guys is just like, oh damn, he is pissed. And another, you know, you know, like the you know, the ice dude, still forget his name, was just like, oh, we can't let him show up. Come on, let's let's try our best, everyone. And I I just I thought it was so funny when one of them was like, damn, he is really mad. <laughs> it's like, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. You know, you just you're going through all the captains just reacting to the main captain getting pissed off and getting entering the fight. But whenever he does go and, you know, gets in front of this Quincy that's using the Bankai of his subordinate, whatever. You know, you get the backstory, and then when he brings it back up to it, he's about to use the Bankai. He used the Bankai on him successfully, and he's just standing there. He's just like, Tajiro, I can hear you. I can hear how pissed you are right now because of how weak that Bankai attack was just now because it's so much stronger. You know, that the guy's just not using it right, yeah. whatever. And then, like, all he does do, and it was animated so damn well. It was so cool. You know, he just did one sword swipe, and when he did, just unleashed all this fire, whatever. Yeah. And you watch like upfront view of this Quincy's face just get completely melted and disintegrated. Like it was so, like you just see his face, you see the flesh, you see the skeleton, then you see nothing. Like it just gets disintegrated in one swipe, and it was <laughs> so fucking cool. Yeah, and then he uh, he does. Uh, you know, we get to, uh, the nice little tease in this as well, which you know from. I've said before, I haven't finished this arc in the manga. I got to the arc and stopped. But I do know one, you know, obviously key pinpoint of this of this series with uh, with Kenny, you know, of I really don't feel like it's a big fucking this this is so long over. I really Kenny? Kimpachi. Oh, okay. Eye patch. I didn't realize anyone called him Kenny. I've I've seen people call him Kenny before. Oh, okay. Yeah. What his big secret what, that we finally got it in this arc? Yeah, that he, you know, well, it's not a big secret. It's just a, finally an achievement where he gets his Bonkai. I mean, I yeah, yeah, that's not a spoiler, obviously. So, like, you know, naturally you see him step up in this fight, and you know they're stealing Bonkais, and you're like, oh yeah, Kimpachi's gonna fucking get this. He doesn't have a Bonkai to get stolen. He's fucking strong as shit, right? So you get that little tease in the episode. You get the cool stuff with the captain. Credits roll. Post credits, you to see our main antagonist, which still I think now you finally get his name, but I don't remember his name. What they said, it's another weird name. You know, I'm so amazing with names. Um, you know, His Majesty, as he's been called up to this point. Uh, after the post credits, you to see him holding Kimpachi by the throat, and you're like, "Ooh, sheesh! All right, never mind. That did not work out as planned." <laughs> and then you to see uh, the captain come behind him. It's just like, "Oh, it's been a long time. I'm about to fucking kill you." <laughs> So next episode's going to be hype. This was a very good episode. I was very excited. I, you know, 
I thought about doing this for Blue Lock too, just so I can be on the same page. I need to do this for Bleach. On our scripts, I need to go through here, and I'll just do it every single week, and I'm going to make notes of all characters' names so I don't forget <laughs> names. As I thought about doing this, right, where I was going to be like, underneath the Blue Lock episode, I was going to put like, you know, guy that acts like Bakugo, here's his name. Guy, orange-haired Bakugo, here's his name. Just because I always forget names, dude. Every show we ever do, unless I get horribly attached to the show, like To Your Interny or something, I'll forget. And even To Your Interny, I forgot fucking names sometimes. Not To Your Interny, Summertime Rendering. There you go. Yeah, sorry. So I need to start doing that on the script so I can actually get names down. Uh, so how was Gundam this week, episode six? So Gundam was interesting. All right, all right. So... So it's the lead. It's the duel. It's the lead up and then duel between Jor, Joel, and uh, Stella. Whole slew of things happening. Stella having to learn how to get a thruster pack. Them having to literally junkyard a thruster pack together for Stella's Gundam Ariel, so she can fight because they decided they're gonna fight in space out outside the school. And then focusing on the group that Joel's part of and that finding out that he's not actually who he is he's actually somebody with that guy's face acting as a body double and the guy who he's supposed to be is just sort of hanging out and doing stuff for the company and yeah no there's a whole test subject things where people where they have apparently have people who get made his body doubles with his face to test these permas to run the gunned format Gundams since it's harmful to a person. And more or less the whole thing with that and um, Joel fighting that Stella's like the opposite of him and everything and then Stella just trying to uh, more or less become close to him because like whenever they, it starts off the episode with them doing their little ceremony of choosing what their stakes are. Joel says he's going to take Ariel away Stella doesn't know what, so and the guy's just sort of just like, "Well, just just figure it out by the time the duel starts. We'll be good. <laughs> Peace out." <laughs> um. So yeah, she spends the episode trying to figure that out and whatnot, and also interacting with because like, after she gets the thruster packs and everything, um, she actually flies into the cockpit of the hangar area of that group he's part of, and she's like, "Connect me to him," and they're just like. What do you mean connect? None of us has a number. None of us interact with them. They just throw her on the intercom. It's like, all right, go for it. She does her whole little spill of talk, wanting to talk to him and everything. He does nothing. Then she starts singing happy birthday. Just happy birthday. And that gets a reaction. He calls her and he's like, go away. What are you doing? And more or less her trying to connect with him saying, I want to know more about you and things like that. More or less, the, she, her trying to connect to him and more or less become a friend and figure out why he suddenly despises her and whatnot. Finally leads up to the actual duel. I know I'm missing something in there, but I can't remember at the moment. Um, so they're out there and whatnot, and she gets out there and she makes her stake because she wants him to tell everything uh, about him to her and him more or less saying that, I didn't realize you were into trash talking. You, you're already a better form of me. More or less him going off. They have their whole fight and everything. Him just sort of slightly losing his shit just because he has this whole mental blockage of that. She's sort of what he's supposed to be. Just she's had all the opportunities and things that he hasn't had. 
things like that. Great animation, great, very entertaining fight to watch. Leads to eventually Stella winning and whatnot after she just destroys the fuck out of his mech, <laughs> his Gundam, and then her having having a really nice shot and everything of her actually going and pulling him out of his Gundam that's now destroyed, having a nice shot of the two of them floating and having a moment after he tells her something. Yeah, no thing I missed. Whenever she went to the hangar, she said, uh, she, she tried to ask him what his birthday was again. And he's like, I don't have a birthday. He's like, well, what do we make today your birthday? Oh, okay. And had a nice moment there. That was after she sang happy birthday. Okay. Um, and all that fun stuff. But I had a nice real shot of the two of them floating in space in between their two Gundams with a nice shot of a sun in the background. And then it flips over after the day after where they apparently made plans to meet up. Stella's there. Miranans, her waifu's there, waiting for him to show up. And it's like 9.55. They're supposed to meet up at 10. Then we get a shot of the other witch who was backing him in front of the council of this group and just like, Give him another chance. We need another chance and everything. And just like, he can't accomplish what he was supposed to do. So we don't need him. And it goes to a shot of him strapped in some machine, facing some long barrel of something. And um, yeah, Stella's there, still hanging out. Mirren goes away. And then the two of them, not knowing, start singing happy birthday. He starts singing happy birthday. She's singing happy birthday. And you just see down the tunnel a red glow start. Oh no. Coming right at him. Oh no. And yeah, they're both just singing happy birthday and it wins with uh whatever that beam going off. Oh no. <laughs> and Stella just going, I hope he shows up soon. And it's ten fifteen. Oh no. And that's how the episode ends. Oh no. <laughs> that not be good. Like we, it was having a whole sort of teen drama thing of them getting close and everything, and it's, it's fun. And then it just showed that shot of him. It was like my eyes were like, "Oh no, <laughs> oh no!" And like it, you should just look up that scene, Alex. It's just a great. Just going back before, back between both of them goes, "Happy birthday, happy birthday." birthday red light <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh no it's fucking uh, it's such a good framing and shot and just right, tone yeah. it's just like Fuck. oh shit <laughs> <laughs> like i actually have a friend who actually happened to pick up the series and we were talking about that today and he's just like yeah no i can't listen to happy birthday now <laughs> that, that scarred me <laughs> that broke me oh shit that's, that's unfortunate yeah <laughs> okay all right uh, what do you think about Blue Lock this week? I thought it was an awesome episode. I really enjoyed this one. I mean, it is a really good episode because it's the aftermath of them going up against Team Y. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, is it Y or is it v? No, it's not V. It's not V. V is the team that's wrecking everybody. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Team X is who they beat. So yeah. Team Y is who they're going up against. Yeah. Because we, we pick back up in the middle of the match yes. or at the, at the end of the match yes. now after, you know, Isagi has now figured out the true mastermind of the match being Nico, yes. you know, and not their, their lead scorer, which Osakawa, I think was his name. Was the Y's yeah. lead score? Yeah, they lost to X and they're up against Y. Yeah, yeah. So you know, th- this episode followed back up on that, where Isagi has now figured out that you know Nico is the mastermind because he starts to figure out that him and Nico are basically alike. You know that they they, they both have spatial awareness. Yeah, and and that's that's the, one of the big themes of this episode is Isagi figuring out his weapon essentially yes. that it is the 
ability to smell a goal. It's the spatial awareness where you get some nice visual images on how it works, you know, because like for the match itself, you know, it does, you know, end obviously with a Team Z victory, which ultimately in ends, at least for now, I would think. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how this goes, but don't spoil me. Uh, it basically ends Team Y's journey in this thing. As it's currently portrayed, it ends their journey. Yeah, because wh- whoever lost, they were out. That That's how it was portrayed in this episode. If it ends up being true or not, we'll see. Yes, but there is a rule that they've already stated, which only comes back into effect. They Later. only really pushing it in the next match. Yeah. But there is a rule that's already been mentioned. So. Yeah. So when it comes to like the big resolvement of the match, whatever, you know, they... They basically, you know, Team Y they has their last-ditch effort play, which is everyone on the offensive, yes. which completely showcases Z's current defense, whatever. And Isayagi, you know, smells that goal and goes to the perfect spot to block the ball, you know, from getting to the lead score. Because yeah. if he ever got it, that would have been game over for yes. sure. Uh, and then then they are able to go back on the offensive. Um, Bachira? Yeah, Bachira. Okay. Cool. Bachira ends up getting the ball, and he ends up going for a pass, which our lanky guy... Uh, Gugumaro. Yeah, Lanky guy thinks it's for him. and He's it's like, th- it's too far, but I'll go for it. Yeah, he goes for it. He's just like, <laughs> oh, shit, I didn't make it. And then Bacher's like, yeah, it's because I wasn't aiming for you. And then you just see Isagi finally be an actual striker, you know, yes. and get the winning goal, which is great. Team, Team Z gets the big dub, and you get that nice, like, egotistical, like, sadistic moment of where... Iskagi's walking along, yes. all the losers being upset, approaches Nico, who you finally see his eyes, and he's just crying, and Iskagi's standing over him, doing this monologue the whole time. It's like, I just ended all these guys' careers. I just ended their career at Blue Lock. I just possibly ended their career on making Japan World Team. He gets to Nico and just looks at him, he's like, I like this feeling. Yes. <laughs> and then we get the first interaction between the one female character in this entire series and Ego. Yeah, true. Where I, I thought that was really funny. She's like, can't you at least like pick up a little bit? He's like, my contract says I only have to do stuff involving soccer. <laughs> <laughs> so no. Ego's a very entertaining character. Oh, man. He really He's a is. great mastermind. Yeah, he really is, dude. Um, we also got uh, a real in-depth interaction. Um, well, we also had a nice little dinner with everyone, so that yeah, was cool. Everyone's celebrating. Yeah, and in that dinner, it further delivered, okay, I guess Isagagi's weapon is that he can smell goals. Yes. That you know, further delivered that. But then we also get the first real interaction between Isagagi and what's the redhead character's name? Jigiri. Thank you. We get the first interaction but between them. For that... We have sort of the nice what, where Ego comes in after oh, yeah, the, and the day after, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they're all in the training room and whatnot, and more or less goes like, hey, y'all figured out how to take a zero to one. By the way, Team V wrecked the shit out of this other team, mind you. Um, and more or less, Ego goes on his little speech of, uh, I forget exactly what he says, but taking those <laughs> weapons and being able to use them consistently or right, something yeah. like that. And then... By the way, here's an update to all your ranks. That was the end of the episode, actually. Was it the end? Yeah, that was the end of the episode. Oh, you're right. It yeah, was the end that of the was the end of the okay. episode. Yeah, because like the, you know, after the big dinner thing, everyone went to sleep. Isagi yes. could not sleep, yes. and that's when he got the interaction with Jagiri. Thank you, Jagiri, who was also awake and just watching film religiously. And they started, you know, having their first real interaction where you get to figure out more about the character. Because keep in mind, when it comes to all these characters, and they all went over their weapons except for him. He said not telling. So he's like the mystery character of this group right now uh, because he was the only one that would not share his weapon yes. in, in the team meeting. And then he also gives, then at this moment, he gives the backstory of where he tore his right ACL 
which I have not torn an ACL, but I've torn an Achilles tendon. So I feel this guy's pain to extent. It's not fun. <laughs> um, you know, go, go gets, gets that little backstory and basically gets the, the very painful thing of admitting that I'm afraid Yes, where he admits that he's afraid he's going to tear it again. That's why he cannot bring himself to go all out is because he's just, he's scared he's going to tear it again and completely ruin his soccer career. Um, you know, and Isagi kind of said some things to him that he thought was kind of being nice and ended up getting taken the wrong way, which he's yes. kind of beating himself up about it afterwards because that's when they were doing the training. Yes. He make, he misses an easy goal, and I was like, oh, yeah, your goal is a fluke. Ugh. You know, just being dicks about it, whatever. And that's when Isagi, you know, starts thinking more. It's like, okay, yeah, my weapon is spatial awareness, whatever, which was cool whenever Chigari was talking to him about it, and you get, like, the nice visual image of, like, he's breaking it down where there's a lot of, you know, strikers that can only focus on what's in front of them. And as they're going full speed with the ball, it gets more narrow, narrow, narrow. But then he's like, there's people like me and you that can, like, look over the field. And you see, like, this big Isagagi, like, just ghost-looking thing. Yes. It was so creepy-looking, but, like, looking over a field. So you get a nice breakdown of really what these characters can do with their weapons. Uh, But, yeah, yeah, then we get the whole interaction with Ego with a a ranking update, which had Isagagi as the best member on Team Z. Which I which was a cool moment yeah. because as soon as that happened, you know, Isagi is just like, okay, so if this is my weapon. I need to be able to run the full length of the game. You know, I need to be able to be at you know throughout the full ninety minutes, yes. whatever. And so he starts doing you know a, just some running drills, and then you know, orange haired Bakugo starts running with him. He's like, oh man, if you if you're if you're the top player on this team, if you're going, I'm going. And then everyone starts going with him. Yeah, Bachiro shows yep. up. Yeah, Bachiro's just like. You haven't noticed, have you? He looks around and everyone else is just falling yep. behind. Yeah, the team revolves around you. And which, you know, then brings Isagi thinking about it, where he's like, This is the first time that someone's chasing after me and I'm not chasing after something else. Yes. You know, because he's thinking about like you know, how that that game we saw in episode one where he passed it and it, you know, they, they didn't win and you know, he thought his soccer career was gonna be dissolved in tears, is what he said, and stuff like that. So it, it was a nice forming of our protagonist becoming our protagonist. Yeah, because even in that moment, he even says, nobody looked at me back then. Yeah, exactly. So what? what's his new rank now? It's like, what, 244, 255? 265. 265. Yeah, it was around there. Um, so, yeah, highest ranking member on Team Z now. So shout out to that. And meanwhile, while all this training is happening, also it's important to note, Chigiri's still setting back on the sidelines. Chigiri's. Chigiri. Because everyone went Sorry. to, because initially everyone was going to, they were Hit the wrap, showers. They're going to wrap it up. Yeah. And then he started running and everyone else followed except Shigiri. He's still chilling in the tunnel ready to go take a shower. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Everyone, you know. And, and then it also uh, announced that they have a game in 24 hours. Yep. Which it didn't say the team, but it's Team W. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that ending a lot. You know, especially going through all the different characters' mindsets mm-hmm. of... It was, it was funny to see all the different characters' mindsets because it's like you have, um, you know... What okay again? What's what's his name for orange hair Bakugo? Uh, it's like Kawakura or something like that. I can't remember at this moment. Orange hair Bakugo. So you have him and and Bachiro where it's like a very clear mutual friend respect, yes. right? And then you have the character that acts like Bakugo very much like like Bakugo. I'm not gonna lose to you. And then you just have more. And then you have like uh, the one uh, the lanky dude. She's like, damn, I really wanted to take a shower, man. Yeah. But I guess I'll do this. <laughs> you know, you're just going through everyone's interactions with it, where it's like you have the very clear friend respect, and then the rival respect, and then the, I guess I'm here for this. That, that, that was that was fun to watch. You know, getting everyone's mindset in that training moment. Meanwhile, again, Chigiri is is back, just like, I just want to go take a shower, man. <laughs> 
Well, there's also another thing with that. It's just like, because even like when Isagi woke up to go watch, he's just, it's literally just Chigiri watching yep. specifically that last shot of Isagi saying, because yep. he's just like watching the shot. I can understand why you can't sleep because I used to have shots like that. It's like seeing your shot because he came to Blue Lock to find a reason to stop playing. Right. Because he's so worried about uh, re injuring his ACL and everything. And he's just like, seeing you do that has given me sort of a feeling that, yes, I can quit. And then one of the things that Sagi said is like, you're that's not true. You, just like the rest of us, also want to become the best striker. Yeah. And sort of getting under um, Tagiri's skin about that. True. Uh, favorite episode of the week? I would say either Blue Lock or My Hero for me. Blue Blue, Blue Lock was great. Uh, Gundam. Mm, fair. Gundam Gun sounds like it slapped. <laughs> it, <laughs> sounds like it slapped. It did a complete one eighty in the last two minutes. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, let's go ahead and hit chapter ratings for the week because I have some food that's about to be delivered. I'm hungry. Um, all right, so let's kick things off with One Piece 1065. That did come out, right? I'm not fucking crazy. Uh, I, wanna, I have no clue. I'm, let me make sure that I'm not fucking crazy. No, it did. Okay, let me look at it again. Make sure that it... Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, I'd give this one a probably like a solid... Probably a seven, seven or eight. And you know, Josh texted me about One Piece uh, manga recently and just completely fangirled about multiple things happening, and I'm just like... I'm really glad you did this because I wasn't sure if everything was happening was like super hype or not. <laughs> because I, I'm a fucking one piece casual. Even you know, I'm just reading it for the show if we're going to be completely real. So no, apparently everything happening is super, super hype right now. I also saw he sent me a leak of uh, next chapter, which finally will 100% reveal the actual Dr. Uh, Vegapunk. Oh, nice. And just his design. Like Josh is like, I'm 100% convinced Oda is like seriously on acid right now. Like he's like Josh is like after everything you told me about what happened in Red and now seeing this, Oda's on acid. I'm convinced. <laughs> I mean, I figured Vegapunk would be ridiculous because it's always referenced that it's always made hints that Vegapunk is no longer human. Yes. Uh, so well, at least what Josh sent me, he looks like it, but it's safely to assume he is he is not because he he just he's got a very interesting character design. I'll put it lightly. <laughs> I can't even really see that. Okay. I'll show you afterwards. Anyway, uh, My Hero Academia, 372. Uh, what would you give this one? I think I'd give it probably an 8. I'd give it an 8. Okay. Uh, Black Clover, 344. I did it again. That didn't come out. I was just thinking. I, was like, I did it again. I, I just I have the Shonen Jump app right now looking at these chapters to make sure. I, I, need, to, I need to stop doing this. I was just thinking. I was just like. I don't remember anything happening. <laughs> All right, yeah. JJK203. This one did come out. This was a shit show. Um, seven. Seven. Okay, okay. Uh, Michigan's Gore Family, 153. Uh, it was honestly pretty solid. I really enjoyed it. I'd probably give it an eight, personally. Uh, Undead Unluck, 134. I'd give this one an eight as well. You know, we're getting the gang together, so that's that's cool. Uh, Mashal, 131. It's in a weird spot. It right is. Now. I'll give it a seven. I'll give it a seven too. Sakamoto Day is ninety four. Did that come out? Yeah. Did I read that? I read it. I don't know if I did. Yeah, yeah, it came out. I read it. 
I, I give it an eight personally. Yeah, I guess I forgot to read this one. Okay. I lose Samurai 85. I'll give it a seven. Okay. Uh, Blue Box 76. Ooh. I'll stick with an eight. I, I'm going to give it a nine. I'm going to give it a nine. That that end. Ooh, man. It's been it's been a long time coming. Yes. Yeah, we knew this was going to happen. We knew we knew he wasn't even going to try, which is fair. You know, don't 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 lead someone on. So, anyway, P six fifty six, seven. Akini Banashi thirty seven, eight. Uh, let's see, Chainsaw Man one ten. I did not read this one. It says I read it, but I did not read um, it. No, did not read that for sure. This was the interaction between Dingy and our new girl for the first time. Yeah. Uh, I give it an eight. There was a great moment where she's just, where um, the devil that's with her is just like, do you not recognize me? When she's just in underwear and then you just, it's just a nice screenshot of Digi's eyes, breast, stomach, waist. <laughs> no, I think I'd remember someone like you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. All right. Catch number 874. I give this one a nine. I give it a nine. It's I, good. I, I, I enjoy this like new relationship we have going on. This new buddy ship. Yes. I really enjoy what they're doing with this. This is really entertaining. Um, all right, Tokyo Revengers two seven seven. What the fuck? What the fuck, bro? Oh my god. Oh. Yeah. There you go, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shout out to Dingy, dude. Jesus Christ. Oh, dude. Oh, dude. Tokyo. Save it, Alex. Save it. We're going to do an episode on this. Just, what the fuck? You know, just... Um, oh, I saw the music playing. What the f***? <laughs> just what the fuck, dude? Uh, I don't know. Like, I, I'm all for, like, nice, feel-good endings and stuff. But at the same time, I like steaks. You yes. know what I mean? So it's like, I don't know. I'm very conflicted on what's happening. Nah, I give it a five. I'll give it a five too. I'm very conflicted on this. Uh, Rent a girlfriend, two fifty eight. Not a lot of happened, honestly. I'd give it like probably a five, maybe. Uh, Eden zero two fifteen. Seriously, an actual what the fuck? Yeah, hold, like <laughs> hold on. Let me get full volume on this. What the? F Let me hit it again for what extra message and again. What the? F and again. What the? F and again. What the? F and again, what the because what the actual the hero is pulling like every random idea of the book over like these last twenty chapters. He really not is. even that over just the last ten chapters. Like Jesus Christ! And you know, like I I don't feel like we can obviously talk about it. Like, but seriously, just what the whatever. Uh, I don't know. Very lackluster reveal for the main enemy i guess so i'll give this one maybe like, like yeah maybe it'll probably change again because we've had like time. three red herrings within the last four chapters i'll give it like a two i'll give it a two a fat two <laughs> a big steaming number two um <laughs> i mean besides the just what the fuck moment i mean the sort of content i give at least a, another five okay Seven Deadly Sins, Four Nazi Apocalypse, 84. Um, 
not a shit ton happened this chapter. It's just, you know, again, just a lot of talking between Meliodas and Percival's crew, whatever. Yeah. You know, and Donnie and uh, the other kid, I can't remember his name, and then reuniting again with the other four Knights of the Apocalypse, the other three, um, plus a couple of, of their companions as well. Uh, like a couple of companions of Tristan's, for example, which one of them is Gil Thunder's kid. So shout out to okay. that. You found that out probably two chapters ago. Gil Thunder, you did something. Exactly. You did something. <laughs> Congratulations. I guess like the biggest reveal from this chapter is the end where um, while they're kind of breaking down, you know, the four Nazi apocalypse and each of their roles where Percival's the night of death. And Percival's like, why do I have to be the night of death? <laughs> and uh, she's like, that's just how Camelot has labeled you guys. Like, this is all, this is all how you've been labeled. And they're just like, but we don't want to destroy the world. It's like, you're not going to destroy the world. You're going to destroy Camelot's world. Uh, and then Meliodas takes them or shows them. Is it Meliodas explaining all this to them? Yes. Oh, great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then Meliodas um, shows them what the current Camelot is that they're fighting, which is, I don't know, the, 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 the last panel, I don't know what they were really going for. I don't know if they were going for the idea of it being nothing because all I saw in like the last pan, I guess that's what they're going for. But all I saw was like, you know, wide mountain, like, you know, clearly open area, no, no Camelot. And just like at multiple points, large black marks on the ground. That's it. Oh, so intention more or less insinuating that Camelot's gone. Exactly. Exactly. Or somewhere else or in darkness. Cause we've, cause we've at least seen to the shadow realm. Yes. Which remember kids does not actually exist. In the four kid version, that is. Or in the actual original version. My, my bad. My if bad. If you lose, we go to the Shadow Realm. Shadow what? Yeah, Shadow what? <laughs> yeah, you know, the Shadow Realms where people go when they like, you know, do this. Or this. It's like, I think you're talking about hell, hell. dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, the Shadow Realm. Um, um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know what's... The, we'll find out more. But again, this is the first time in the series we've seen Camelot. Because I know we've, all, we've already seen like Arthur like in his castle at one point. But yeah. it, the only shot was him in his castle. So you didn't see anything outside of this. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. But I mean, I'd give the chapter probably an 8, though. It was pretty solid. Uh, Unordinary, 282. I'd give this one probably a 9. There was a lot of different aspects about this chapter I really enjoyed. Number one, seeing that Arlo isn't necessarily just being an asshole and he has some different motives, for example. Yes. I did enjoy the interaction with Sarah and Blake. Also, John complete re- completely reading just Blake completely like a book. Reading Blake. Where, where John's like, there was nothing on the news about that. What the fuck? What are you, you're full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> like Blake's just like, who's moving in? I am. What? This is the boys' dorm. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd give it probably an eight, eight or nine. I'll give it an eight. Uh, Week Hero, 215. Ooh, I like the ending. It's spicy. I like the ending of this chapter because I like the symbolism of yes. it. Yes. Where it's just like everything, you know, Donald Nall's castle has finally got a fracture in it and the, like the glass behind him cracks. I like the the symbolism that's in throughout this chapter quite I a bit. I give it a nine. I give it a nine too. L Seed 194. I'll give it an eight. Uh, let's see. Next two are still on their hiatuses. And I see, let me actually, let me actually, uh, Pull up Webtoon real quick. I'm questioning, did Down to Earth come out? Did I read that or not? I don't know if it came out this week. Let's see, Down to Earth. Uh, no, it does not look like it. Last chapter. No, it did come out. I just did not read it. All right, my fault. Uh, Major Demon Queen, I that one I believe is on a break now, 44. Let me look on that. Or And I know I just haven't read it. I have not read it recently, so that's totally on me. But I think it may have gone on a break. I know I did see that Immortal Weakling has officially entered a break. Oh, yeah, because yeah, so 44 did not come out yet. 
Um, and Immortal Weakling is now on a break until 2023. Also, Rocket Pop Tubs are back in selling Rogue. Shout out to that. Uh, favorite chapter of the week. I would say for me, I would honestly say Weak Hero. There's a lot of symbolism in this chapter that I was actually a big fan of reading. I really like this chapter a lot. I would give it to... I don't know what I would give it to, honestly. Um, let's say Chainsaw Man. Digi trying <laughs> to identify someone based on their body. Fair enough. All right. Well, we got through all the ratings, all the episodes. That so will wrap us up for this week's episode. I have some food here. I'm hungry. I want to go eat. Um, so, reminder, uh, we will not be doing a normal episode the week of Thanksgiving, uh, talking about our normal shows. We're gonna That week, we'll put up our full thoughts on Tokyo Avengers and just... Full, you know, if you've only seen the anime and you you care deep about, us, do not watch that episode because we will be very much detailing spoilers. Like there's yes. full doors are open right at the beginning. I'm just stressing that right now, uh, but I'm looking forward to that because we haven't done that in a, in a while. Yeah, it's been uh, a while. at least for manga, we have not done that in a very long while. So I'm looking forward to giving our full thoughts on Tokyo Avengers <laughs> and. How we f- how we really feel about mostly this last arc, especially and just yes. the couple of the the couple other arcs that you know are still set to be animated here soon because we, we there's a lot to digest yes. you know between the Kanto incident leading us to be- the beginning of this arc there is yes. a lot to digest so we're gonna really dive into that for a full episode so that'll be fun um, and then of course live shows should start on the first uh, so looking forward to that as well uh, Zach anything that you want to shout out before I hit the music. Uh, nothing not off top head now. All right, hitting the music. Let's get out of here. Alrighty, like, comment, subscribe, rate, whatever your platform allows. It does help. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can hit us up on Sparky Three and subscribe there. Then you can also hit us up at Animam Plus YouTube and subscribe there as well. And help us out there. Thank you very much. Bye. Do everything that he said and more. Uh, just like joining our Discord link down in the description below. Check us out our website, sparky3.com. You can sign up for free. Or you can sign up for five bucks a month if you want to support us further. We definitely appreciate that. And of course, go check out, you know, Agent Inc. Go buy our jerseys. Got my terrible football show jersey up right here. No, camera, come back. Camera's tracking hard. Come back, come back, come back. <laughs> uh, come back, camera. Come back down. Come back down to earth, please. All right, let me. Uh, oh, I came back it fixed down. It fixed it. It tracked you. Right, it yeah. tracked you back down. <laughs> yeah, check out some jerseys. Uh, use our referral link down below to get some Rogue Energy cans. We definitely appreciate that support, uh, as well as all of our other sponsors, like Weird Beard Company. Uh, you know, uh, what was the other one? Red Dragon. <laughs> That's the game aesthetic, though. <laughs> but Red Dragon. Well, so much for that sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. It'll be okay. Anyway, hopefully you guys had a great time. Until next time, see you.